process is different. So, like, Jock, as an artist, I don't know if you have, like, a quota of when you do your art that determines how successful you are to yourself. Mine's personally has changed the older I got. So, when I worked downtown in Richmond, I thought that if I wore a suit and tie, I was successful. Now, as I, I remember older, that. Yeah, that don't mean shit. Like, anybody can wear a suit and tie. <laughs> so, it's nothing. It's, like, it's not like a standard anymore. It's not like something I have to set my bar up higher on now. So, now, the way the climate is, is just like, I just want to be happy. So, I said, if I'm happy across the board, then I'm successful. Like, with the podcast or with the YouTube I mean, if if the numbers are there, like a certain amount of subs or a certain amount of plays, or if that comes with it and then that becomes a big thing, then great, wonderful. I'm not going to determine my success on that. But as long as I'm happy across the board, because there are a lot of unhappy people. Unhappy, successful people. Right. So, like, what what good is having all this money and all these things if you're not happy? So, so this is funny. This is a funny story. Alex told me since he ain't here right now. Uh, there was a guy they met in the, uh, <clears throat> in the gym. I'm not going to say his name or anything like that. He had a conversation. Uh, the guy had like a lot of successful businesses. Um, he told he had a lot of kids. Uh, all the kids were taken care of and everything like that. And like he had a really successful life, but he was like, you know, depressed and sad about it because he literally has nobody to, you know, like kind of, like, I guess, share it with wife wise or anything like that. Mm-hmm. So it was just like, you know, and he talked to Alex and um, one of my friends, and he was like, you know, I want to be like you guys. Uh, and it's just like, bro, you're too far gone. Like, you're way, you're way up, all, like, way up high on the totem pole. That is. is he, like, significantly older? I don't think he's, I don't know if he's significantly older. I think he's, like, at a good age. But it's just that, I think he's probably in his 30s or 40s. I'm not sure. You got to ask Alex. But, uh, but like, it's just the funny thing is, like, success what success is to some certain people, success is varies with different things. But also, when people get to that that point of success, as they call it, um, they uh, start to realize that this isn't success. This is just some some stigma. This is just some like some kind of like societal. Yeah, it's like it's a, some societal goal that they wanted to reach. Like you know, everybody wants to be a millionaire, or some bullshit like that. Mm-hmm. And um, they get up there, and they're like, they get to that point where they they count as their success, and it's just like they're like. Yeah, I did all this, and like I have nothing else to show for it. Like show for it. So it's not. So success is a very funny thing because you know, as a, as the definition of success is something that you aim for or your purpose. But uh, uh, a lot of people don't even know their damn purpose. So a lot of people don't even know what they're doing tomorrow. So it's yeah. like, so it's just so it's like success is a funny. Why can I not clean these glasses? So success oh, is a funny. Right. It's a, <laughs> it's just, I have it's the same funny, issue, dog. <laughs> So it's like success is, is just a very funny uh, metrospect of um, what actually everybody wants. So it's just like, it's like, yeah, success is like, I consider myself successful. And the only reason I consider myself successful is because I'm married. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what I see as success for me. I see I'm married and I'm happily married. Um, I'm doing, yeah, I'm doing well, well in the job. I'm doing really well in the job and everything like that. But it's just the fact that I'm happy. And usually happier people are, aren't honestly just honestly, in my opinion, more successful because they reach the peak of happiness that uh, that some people can't even fathom or think about. 
Like, mm-hmm. like when I was in Kuwait, a lot of people they were they, to, in in the eyes of America, those people were successful and successful. To them, miserable as hell. Like they, they they had to start drama to make their day better or something like that. And it's just like, bro, come on now. So it's just so it's like success. Like success is just so measured, for, so far in between that um, it's kind of. It's kind of hard to pinpoint what success is. I, and as I get older, I kind of see why people have trouble trying to figure out what makes them successful in their life. And that's why that's why I try to um, that's why I said happy and initially like just trying to be happy across the board, because I mean, you know, when you're in your 20s or whatever, you know, all the type of media that we consume or may have consumed. You think success as something monetary or something uh, materialistic. You know what I'm saying? I, I got to get a big house. Therefore, I am successful. Something You got to have something physical to show for it. And you don't. The older you get, the more you realize. At least it's for me and apparently you too, Kenny. I'm assuming Jack and Alex as well. That you cannot so the, measure your success off of something like a physical object. So the funny thing about that is probably, I've heard this today from um, uh, it was just a real short quick clip on YouTube of Andrew Tate. And, um, and he was talking about how how the men's world is, like, how the men's competitive world is. It's like, everything is based off status. Like, getting a faster car, getting to making more money, getting this, getting that, like, bigger house, bigger everything else, because they want a status. It's a big old ego game. Like, that's how it is in the men's world. Like, it's just, hey, yo, bro, I got to get this. I got to that. It's like, and it's like, that's why there's, you I camera, you gonna make it? <laughs> and it's just like, that's why it's just like um like when like some people I know they'll be like and and honestly to me I don't care because I don't I don't understand I, I don't think I fully grasp the concept of it or I just don't care. Like when somebody like gets a new vehicle or something and they come to your house, yeah, I just want to see the car. I'm like, cool, that's that's a new car. He's like, Yeah, and they tell me all these things to do. It's just like I don't give a fuck. I mean, <laughs> so, so yeah, yeah, but it's like, but okay, so <laughs> that's funny as fuck. So I get what you're saying, <laughs> but that makes him happy. But at the same time, it's kind of like uh, because it's something like I was just said a few minutes ago, something materialistic that's help that's helping him gain. And I don't want yeah. people to be confused, like oh. Like when I got this computer, I was happy as fuck. But do I feel like I'm successful because of the viewpoint of that I got the computer? No, it's not that. What I'm saying, so people won't be confused. When I say happy, I'm talking about like happy with with self. You know what I'm saying? Not thinking that you have to be something out of the realm or out your boundaries or whatever to feel like that you gotta be something. Um, but Jack, so you art. Well, you with yeah. the art. So do you feel like a certain, what determines success to you in the art world? Uh, kind of the same thing that determines, that I think determines success just about anywhere is how good you are at actually meeting your goal. Ultimately, like you can set your success as literally anything. I mean, like I know people who it's like they gain a shit ton of weight during COVID and exercising like once every weekend yeah right and then they set a goal like exercising once every weekend and like they'll like i'll meet them on monday and they like you know went for a run on saturday and they'll be like super proud of themselves right 
I would consider that like a success. And I think that like you kind of want to break success down into just like your daily life and then just like your much larger goals. Because mm-hmm. like with art, you have that too, where it's like when you first start out in art, you're building up your endurance and you're building up just, like your mileage. And so you're successful at the beginning if like you were just consistently practicing. Like I would say like one success that I had early on was like I spent a summer practicing for at least 12 hours a day and then I mastered a program and then when I came when I went back to school I was fucking killing it and then so that was kind of just like two points of success right it's like you consistently worked at the thing and every day you were just like I'm satisfied like I put in the hours and then like once I actually got the new skill then that's another level of success where you're just like now I can use this shit and like actually just like kill and I think it's very similar for just, like, all successes. Like, there's stuff that you can do, like, just daily and weekly. And then there's stuff that's just going to be a commu- an accumulation of small success. But ultimately, it's all just goal-based. And you can set those goals to be whatever you want. Like, you can set it to be a great sculptor, a great writer. You know, you can set it to, like, something really small, like just mastering a material or something, you know. And I think that's more so how I view it, but I also think that's how everyone else subconsciously does it. It's like whatever you set as your goal, that now you're going to define your success around how well you're able to meet that goal, regardless of what it is. So like, an ex- I, think I, I love what Kenny's moving because I was about to use you as an example. So like for you, for example, right, like being married is a success. And I've seen it and I've seen you happy. And that totally registers in my mind on an empathetic level. Me on like a personal level, I don't feel that way about marriage. Like I'm pretty okay with just like not being married, especially now, like at the point where I'm in my life, where it's like I don't want kids and I sort of just don't value those things the same way. And I'm way more into just like being just like a better creative. Like that's much more something that like controls me as a sex vector. But it doesn't mean that one of us is more or less successful than the other. It just means that, like, we have different vectors for it. And so we literally live different lives to attain those different goals that mean something to you. Like, if you were a top artist, you might not give a fuck, you know? And it's like, that's kind of the thing. Because, like, it has to, the thing has to have value to you intrinsically. And I would say, like, a side version of success, and this is really, like, person-to-person basis, but I do remember feeling it. It is nice when your friends give a fuck. Like, this is one of those weird things where it's like, no one genuinely just lives for themselves. And so on some level, it is nice when your friends give a fuck about the things that you, like, consider an accomplishment. But at the same time, it's also just like, you don't want to rely on that too much. Because, like, a lot of people are friends who are just different from them. You know, and they can't give you much other than, like, empathetically maybe understanding. Like, oh, this means something to you, you know? Yeah. So I'm trying to, uh, but Alex, he he chewing down. He is grubbing. So I, <laughs> I, I was going to continue on after after what John said. I was going to let Alex finish. Um, so like it's like most things, um, like what Jack was saying. People don't know how to measure out success in their own way. Some people want to get through to like A to like Z, and they're not taking baby steps to get there. And I remember I showed a video. 
it's one of my favorite, like one of my favorite, just like short videos. There's a dude, he goes around and gives people haircuts and stuff like that, right? And like this older guy, he stopped him, was just like, he was like, no, I don't need no haircut. And he was like, well, I just want to talk to you, know how you like know anything about it. He's like, yeah, we could talk. So they started talking. He was like, what advice would you give your younger, like younger, the younger people, um, since he's like an older fella? And he was just like, um, take your time when you go from A to Z. Everybody wants to just go, everybody gets it, goes to A, B, C, D, and E, and then they wonder why they're not at Z, and then they just regress and go back to A. And he was just like, yeah, you take your time, go through A, B, C, D, E, F, G, all through the rest. He was like, enjoy your time, laugh, you know, laugh, have fun, do those things, and you'll eventually get to Z. And a lot of people nowadays, they just they just want to get to A to Z. Dante, you know we have a friend that's just so, like that. so, so okay, okay. <laughs> it's like yo, it's like you're reading my mind, man. Because I was just like, I was just gonna, I was gonna say that there are people that measure what they are the, other against people. others. So, yeah. and I think that's kind of unhealthy to do because if kind I, of. If, I, if I measure, okay, yeah, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> if I measure, if I measure what I'm doing to any of y'all. And I felt like y'all were the most successful people ever. Then I'll be so miserable. It's you know not, what I'm saying because I'm chasing y'all. I'm trying to chase, and like you don't. I had to learn in my twenties. I can't. I don't need to chase anybody. I, as a teenager, I tried to chase my brother. No, that's not gonna happen. That's dead. I'm saying, do uh. I saw what Julius, Julius was doing when we was coming out of high school. I'm like, oh, okay, I, maybe I need to do X, Y, Z. Nah, that's not me. And I just found my own lane, and I'm doing my own thing, and I find my own lane to success or what right. I perceive to be success. The issue that I don't know the psychological reasoning for people to chase somebody and say, oh, if I don't meet this, then I'm not successful. I don't know what you can tell those type of people. Remember what I was saying earlier? Yeah, like they, they about, about the A through status. Z. There's huh? no status. Okay. Yeah, so it's that's the thing. That's the thing that men compete the most in. It's just purely status. So everybody, if you, like people that try to like catch up and get to you, just so they can have the status and be like, yeah, I'm at their level. I can talk to them. So you, you can talk. You can talk to me regularly. Like. <laughs> and so- and like, so that's the thing. Like, with you, Kenny, you and um, it. If I don't, I don't care about trying to catch up to you. And as far as the knowledge that you have of it, I can just ask you and get the knowledge. You know what I'm saying? Or with Alex, or with Jock. Like, as far as art, if I want to learn how to do something artistically, if I want to ask a question, I'll ask Jock. Jock also in marketing. I remember we had that conversation before. I'm not gonna be like, oh, okay, Jock knows marketing. I have to go to school and get this associate's degree in marketing just to have the same knowledge. No, I'll just ask you. But there are people who don't no, think like shit. that. They like they think you gotta compete and this shit is unnecessary. I ain't got time to be competing against nobody. I'm too old for that person. There is something <laughs> worth saying though about so one, if you're in a competitive environment, but also two, there's nothing actually wrong with having role models per se. Mm-hmm. Um, it's one of those things where, like, obviously, you do anything excessively, it's gonna get out of hand. But like, like for example, like when I first started, um, I definitely had role models that I would chase, and I would chase them on you know like metrics like performances, and I did have like 
like dream goals, right? So like when I was in college, there was this there there's this one artist, Yuritsudeshi, and he's just like this fucking beast, right? Um, and he did this competition every year called uh, it's like the Zebra Sculpt Off, I think. It's like a time challenge where like you get a prompt and you have to make like amazing art where you can compete with like some of the top artists in the artists in the industry. Mm-hmm. And I remember I was just like, I want to get good enough to go head to head against him and win. Mind you, this guy has won so many times in a row that they actually had to remove him from the conversation from the competition and give him a permanent belt. So he was that good. So but then the question is, if you didn't get to that level, would you have been unhappy? Would you have been miserable? Here's the thing. I didn't. Because by the time I was good enough to even enter, he had already gotten that belt. And so it was like, I'll never get to go up against him. I didn't meet him, though. Cool guy. But the thing is that, like, if that had, like, crushed me, right? If it was, like, a dream, to like... Sometimes, like, it's not good to be, like, too specific about your goals. And that's where I think, like, like competing with other people gets a little toxic. It's because, like, if you're basing it too... If you're too rigid about it, um, when you don't get it, it can crush you, right? Like, things don't always work out exactly how you thought they would. And if you're not flexible to that, you can be crushed even though, like, you've still accomplished a lot. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Because you didn't get exactly the thing you wanted, right? I think, like, an analogy would be, like, I don't know, Let's say you didn't marry exactly like the love of your life, like a supermodel, whatever in your head you always thought you would end up with. It doesn't mean that like you don't have like a great relationship. You know, it just means that it wasn't what you had thought it was your whole life. And in a way, especially with something like that, as we evolve as men, you realize that like the girls that you were into and thought were shit when you were 15, oftentimes are like not. Yeah, it's kind of it's like by the time you're 30, you typically have a completely different taste in women. And so, if anything, the failure would be for you to end up with the kind of girls that you liked when you were 15, mm. right? And so, there's a need for kind of like this, this like flexibility. It's like, it's cool to have role models, but you also kind of want to like just be open to just like the future and you changing as a person. You know what I mean? Like over the course of pursuing a goal, you can change the goal. You can change your taste, you know, all of that. And I think like that's why it's not good to like to rigorously chase after one person because then you just want to be that person you know and until you are that person you're not gonna be happy but like you can't be that person ever you know yeah that's a good point as far as you said like evolving and changing your goals because like if i would have been stuck on if i don't wear a shirt and tie to work then i'm not successful then i'll be miserable as hell because i've i've yet to wear a shirt and tie to a job i have yet to be in a more office building environment you know what i'm saying like i would mm-hmm. be absolutely miserable so as i got older i'm like well that's really not that serious if i want to wear a wear if i want to wear a certain tie i can literally just put on a certain tie and then just go about yeah. my business so alex how was lunch <clears throat> delicious because i was the first day i've eaten all day today very good welcome to the uh officially i'd like to welcome you to the podcast we were worried, <sighs> but you're here, and we're ecstatic. We're happy. We're excited. Thank goodness, I just got home. Yeah, we. I've been out for the past uh, five, six hours. Literally, right before you got in here, Jog mm-hmm. went to ask Ren where you were, oh, yeah. and he was like, "The car's not in the driveway." I was like, "Well, I guess we're gonna start without him." And then, like, literally within seconds, 
Mm-hmm. You popped up, and I was like, "Damn, what the fuck he do? Teleport?" Like, <laughs> <laughs> so that makes sense in that comment. Yeah, no, I've I've just been starved all day today, so I was like, I, I have to get food in me, or this won't be good at all. So mm-hmm. now I have food in me, and I'm ready to have a conversation, Dante. Yes, thank you. <laughs> all right, so I've been taking notes throughout the whole time. So a couple things I do want to address. Uh, obviously, answering the question first about what success, in a sense, I guess, means to you. Um, so it's going to probably pair it off most of Jock, but I'm just going to add in a couple things. Um, obviously, goal setting is very key as far as what success means to someone. Uh, it's very hard to try and gauge a level of success or a level of positivity when you have no idea what you started out with and where you are now. Um, that's key factor in everything from working out to tracking your calories to losing weight to gaining weight, gaining muscle, doing new moves, learning new things, driving. Everything is based off of metrics and how they how they move up and down finances. Think about how much you saved last year compared to this year. Everything's driven by some type of metric. It needs to be measurable. Um, A lot of times you'll hear the term smart goal planning. Um, So that's a portion on how you set your goals, making sure that your goals are the M stands for measurable. It's something I actually should know studying it. But long story short, it's an acronym as far as how you should set your goal planning. Um, Something that can be in the timely fashion, something that's actually attainable, something that you can, um, that has a measurable metric to it and all sorts of stuff. But I'm not gonna get into that portion. Um, the bigger side of it, I think for the human side of it is making sure you set those goals, but those goals also align with your values. So for example, let's say you set a goal to be a millionaire and then you won the mega million. That might not actually make everyone happy because how they actually became a millionaire. It may not align with their values or work ethic of saying, I worked hard and I created a product or I created a need or I created value in the world to become a millionaire. So when they reach that goal point of being a millionaire, it actually does the opposite. It makes them sad. It's a very strange thing to occur because they didn't feel like they have earned it. And I'm sure that's possibly happened to other people, not to the million side, but when you receive things you didn't earn, it doesn't in a sense make you happier that you got that. So with humans in particular, it's bigger than just setting those goals. You also have to think of how you're going to obtain that goal and the process in between, which was talked about by Kenny earlier, when people are so concerned of moving from A to Z, but they don't think about all the layers in between and how you get there. How you get there is important, too. The journey. So the journey with it. And that needs to be talked about more. Um, The next thing I wanted to talk about was the comparison of other people and Um, A lot of times, a lot of people see this as negatively. Uh, I think you see this mostly done in foreign cultures, not so much in American culture, but I do see it often in foreign cultures where it's like, such and such as son is already cum laude and blah, blah, blah. What are you doing in your life? Because that happened to be all throughout my years of like, you know, growing up here, being first in Nigeria. They're like, such and such is already in their first year of med school. What are you doing? I'm like, I work at Walgreens. (laughs) (laughs) what do you what do you want from me like i'm trying right so especially with anyone who has a a foreign background um obviously you you hear that all the time in comparison to other people's children or what other people are doing at the age for those who don't have a foreign background you may have heard from your parents and saying things like when i was your age i was doing blah 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 (laughs) and you're looking at them you're like Huh? Like, so, that doesn't even make sense to today's standards, what you just told me. Go ahead, Dr. No, so what's funny, so I'm glad you brought up the, the foreign uh, mentality as far as success to it, because that's, so, like, Jock was a little triggered, mm-hmm. by the way. <laughs> I, I saw that, and we're going to dive into that 
in just a few seconds, but just bear with me. So, like I was saying earlier, when um, initially when I was a teenager, I compared myself to my brother, and I measure if I don't get to the same level of degrees or the same level, uh, same type of job, as far as uh, pay scale wise, then I'm mm-hmm. I ain't shit, right? But then I remember I uh, told my mom about that. Or how I felt about that, and she, you know, it's the simplest thing she told me, and I just snapped out of it. She's like, "But you're not him," mm-hmm. and I was like, "I think you're right." Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm like, "You're right." So like, you're not him. You, your own person. You're Dante. You're not Damani. You're Dante. So be Dante. And then that's when the Dante I know and love has been born. <laughs> but, birthday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, Jock. Uh, talk to us. We, we, be on our therapy couch. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll talk after Jock on that one then to finish off the the statements. Yeah, it's just like the comparison. The comparing to other people thing is one of the most ridiculous. Like, how can I put it? So I'm coming from a Haitian background, right? And it's like there's this thing of like because we have like these big families, and like everyone's nosy. Everyone is in everyone else's business. And it's really frustrating because, like, because everyone knows everyone else's business, there's, like, an internal competition of, like, oh, well, so-and-so did this. Oh, well, so-and-so did that. Like, I remember my mom would legitimately tell me that one of her wishes is that she can go and brag about me to her friends. And she would often come home when I have done something that, like, is brag-worthy and tell me the story of how she was bragging to her friends. And be very proud of it, as if, like, this was supposed to be, like, as if, like, it was, like, this great thing, I guess. But it's actually, like, one of their biggest pleasures in life is to, like, go to their friends and family and brag about, like, what their kids are doing. And, like, and also getting compliments and shit. It's, it's like, baked into the culture. And I've also seen it in a lot of Asian cultures as well. Uh, a lot of African cultures. So fuck it. I think everywhere except America does it now that I'm thinking about it. Uh, well, no, now I don't know why America doesn't some, do. It. Some people, some people, some Americans do do it. It's not, it's not just, it's not just completely not, not, not here. So they, the thing is, is that we do it in a different way compared to those people. It's different. It's very different compared to how how we do it compared to, uh, to foreigners. Uh, but but what I was to say, yeah, it's true. Foreigners do do it a lot, a lot, but we just do it in a whole different way. It's way different. I it just makes zero sense. Um, most of the time, usually, like they'll bring it up. They'll make it into small talk. It won't be a bragging thing, but they'll make it into a small talk type uh, type gesture. Oh, like, like humble flexing and shit. That basically. Oh, okay. oh. So it's just like some people will be like, some if some they'll tell me two parents be talking to each other, and then you know they'll be having conversations. And like one kid be like, yeah, I'm trying to like figure out what my son wants to do and something like that. I was like, well, my son, you know, they're doing this, 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 this. And I'm just like, bro, <laughs> this isn't about your son. <laughs> they're trying to figure out what they want to do with their son. So it's a, it's just a different way of how we do it. Uh, interesting. So Alex, mm-hmm. that, right, that go down the ra- I'm ready to go down the right. rabbit hole. Finish the rabbit hole. <laughs> you seem so excited <laughs> to hear what I have to say. Yeah, when it comes to when it comes to foreign stuff, like mm-hmm. I rely on you and Jock for because I'm learning, I'm learning the culture. Yeah, and I know, I know more. Obviously, I know you, Alex, and I know you 
a lot longer than I know Jago, but I never knew the intricacies of your relationships with your family. And it's just fascinating oh, yeah. to just to hear them. We just don't really years. talk about it because it, it gets to the point where I think one of the two things happen. You get fed up to the point where you just don't even think about it anymore until someone else mm-hmm. tells you. Or like, for example, I forget I have a sister until someone's like, hey, man, how's your sister doing? I'm like, what? Oh, <laughs> I, mean, I don't classic. know. I haven't messaged her in like two, three years. I don't know how that's going, right? It's a same to a parents with it, where if you have that level of a negative relationship that's building and building and building and building and building, it's to a point where instead of exploding, you're just like, nah, it doesn't exist anymore. It's gone. Okay. And then until someone brings it up, then you're like, everything rushes back of like every single comparison, yeah, every yeah, single yeah. moment, everything you felt in those moments, having those comments, all that comes rushing back. But it, it's a level of um, compartmentalization where some people would argue it's a negative thing. I'd argue in case it's a good thing because it enables you to actually function and piece together your day and your life how you need to do. And they can deal with it later. Um, it's a trade I learned throughout my EMS program when I was going to be my, a medic where it's like you have so much shit coming at you and you can't process it all at once. So you just kind of put them in little boxes and segments. And you're tuck like, them away I'll deal with this. I'll deal with this. I'll deal with this. Like, yes, yeah. I understand this person's arm is bleeding, but uh, they're not breathing. And that comes first. So like, let me deal with that first. Let me deal with this next. So instead of trying to tackle everything all together. Um, but you can use it in a variety of other ways. <clears throat> as far as uh, the comparison, let's say foreigners and Americans, I think of Americans is definitely... It's a bit less obvious, but it's more so in a helpful component, not so much in a my son's better than your son type deal um, that you see in most other foreign places. Here, most of the time I have conversations or been privy to conversations with parents, and they're just like, most of the time they're just like, I don't know what the heck to do with my son or daughter because they're not performing or achieving a level where I was, and I'm scared for their future. So I'm going to talk to another parent to see what their kid's doing and maybe get insight. So a lot of the times, like even for me, when I've been like in hospital settings, they're asking me about son and daughters outside medical. And they're just like, how did you get to where you were? Because I'm most of the time the anomaly in areas. Like I'm younger than most personnel in a hospital in general, especially for what I'm doing. And they're looking at me as possibly a beacon of success of, hey, how did you get here? What did you do? Because maybe my son or daughter could find success through emulating or doing things that you're doing. <clears throat> which brings into the part where I was going to talk about comparison necessarily isn't a bad thing. It's mm-hmm. oftentimes should be done, to be honest with you. It needs to be done, I'd say, more often, more in a positive light, because rather than start at ground zero as far as learning and developing skills and traits, like Jock would say, you should find a mentor. You should compare works. You should con- compare base level things until you get to a base level of understanding as far as how things work. For example, we've all done comparisons of other people from going through school to being like, oh, that person had a better grade than me and things like that. But in essence, what we're doing is we're trying to get you to a base level of understanding the world as far as humans can understand it. And after you get that core level of understanding, then you can explode and do anything else. Then you can attempt to reinvent the world. Then you can go ahead and try and do things your way. But it's very detrimental to a majority of people to be left with 100% freedom to figure out how to do things when instead they should be comparing themselves and figuring things out because other people have done the work for you. You know, someone said, hey, go ahead and create how your car is going to move and you had no concept of wheels. Life might be pretty hard for you for a long time until you're like, oh, snap, this circular object does it. What do we call it? And we're like a wheel. 
it's already been invented hundreds of years ago, and we just let you go ahead and waste your life because life is finite. Comparison should be done, but there is a degree in which comparison should be done. And a lot of us have seen the negative parts of the comparison, but there are positive parts of it. There's positive parts to motivate people. Some people just have that personality type. Remember when um, I said we had that colors um, discussion about how some people are motivated and people who lead with the color red, they might do really well being compared to other people because that's their drive and their motivation. Some people don't give a fuck about the comparison. Instead, they'd be like, oh, you compare me to dude that's a doctor? Guess what? I'm going to definitely not do shit in my life anymore. I will never do the medical track because you compared me to a doctor. So I will never do that. That's actually what happens to something. That's why I do it. You want to compare me to like, man, that person's so good at doing business stuff. All right, well, I'm going to just go be a chef now. Because like, I don't even want to do blah, blah, blah. No, that's funny that you say that because I actually did that. Because so yeah. my brother, he has a uh, he's a PhD in neuroscience or something fancy, right? I don't even know exactly what it is, but it's extremely fancy as far as I'm mm-hmm. concerned. So I was talking to somebody, and I was like, "Yeah, my brother." I went to his LinkedIn and I showed them his LinkedIn. It's like all these fancy titles and all the titles and, and, and yeah, and acronyms. So they looked at me. They was like, "But I'm not trying to be." But why are you here? I'm like, mm-hmm. what do you mean? Like, why am I at the airport? They were like, yeah. I said, because I want to. Yeah. Like, like, I find mm-hmm. value in the benefits that they offer. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. I like, I don't care. Like, I don't, he's doing all that wonderful. I'm happy for him. I wish him the best, right? But I don't care about what he's doing. He's got this particular skill set, and that's over there. Mm-hmm. I have my skill set, and I'm over here. I'm over here because I want to be here. If I did not want to be here, I would not be here. It's, it's that simple for me. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, I, that when you said, like, oh, you got to – so-and-so's a doctor. All right, well, I guess I'll go be a teacher. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And that's how, unfortunately, I think that's how one of the first levels of being an adolescent going through your teenage years into adult years where it's ruined. Because you're compared at such a young age, especially as a male, you're compared to such a young age to reach a level of, of success that's never been defined by you, by the way, that other people define by you for you to do. And as a kid, especially most kids just rebellious and assholes in general, they're going to take that and be like, well, I'm definitely not doing that profession. Yeah, man, fuck me in the teacher, fuck me in the nurse, fuck me in the doctor. I'm going to just go do something else. And all you've done is wasted everybody's time. You wasted society's time because maybe that person could have been a fantastic doctor, but because you had that dumb crap come out your mouth, they're now negatively advised to be a doctor. Now that might trick Linda them saying, you know what? I want to go to medical checkups because I don't even like doctors. Mm-hmm. All these things kind of slowly connect through to create you know, the society that we live in now. And that's why it needs to kind of be discussed with it where there are moments where comparison is good, but there's a lot of moments that we do in life now where comparison is a horrible thing. Think about social media and followers, right? People are like, oh, I have such and such followers. But nine times out of ten, all those are bought in their bots. You can't even tell if these are actually legit yeah. followers, but you have people who have all these bots who are selling a product to people saying, hey, this is how I got followers. They take their money, but guess what? It's not legit because they don't actually have the experience because they just jump from A to Z they didn't actually do B, C, D, E, F, blah, 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 blah. Get stuck at F, go back to E, go back to C, get back stuff there, round up at A, get to Z somehow, be like, wait, I'm here, and then not really realize. Like, that's literally how success is. You just go back and forth. Mm-hmm. It's not some straight pathway. It's not a linear line that people think it is. 
there's ups, there's downs, there's pauses, there's breaks. Sometimes you're not even on the graph. Sometimes you're not even in the stage to move. Like, yeah. so there's so much to, to discuss with it. But for the simplicity of it, you should embrace and compare yourself to other competent people of the relevant field you're looking to be in or do to a degree so that you can understand what the heck is going on. Mm-hmm. That's across the board, no matter what you're doing. Exercising, guess what? You're not going to just randomly create a new exercise. You're not going to create something new that some scientist hasn't found out that blah, 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 my body works different than every other human and this one bicep curl works better than everyone should do it. No. Go study the science, go read the articles, go read empirical testing, go talk to bodybuilders, go do the workouts, go copy and emulate other people. That's how it's done. Then once you've done that and understood that process, then go out. Saving math. No one's going to be like, oh, man, I created this new addition subtraction symbol. Like, no, you didn't. This is how we do math. Learn the basics, then move on. Sciences. This is how the human body works. This is the human anatomy. You're not discovering some new organ. You know, you're not that unique with it. Like, this is what we have now. Then move forward to, to do your own thing. It's the same in every single field. There's no field that's unique with that. Unless you're just, you know, um, a professional bullshitter. Then you can just start at any baseline as long as you have the gift to get. There's a lot of those, but that's not mm-hmm. the point. Uh, as long as you have enough charisma, you'll succeed in anything in life. It is also another thing. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. So, Kenny, you all right, Kenny? Oh, oh yeah. I, I was paying attention. I was, uh, just, I was just watching things on the side. Oh, okay. So, uh, Anything, any last words for this podcast before we continue on with our day? So, uh, my final words would be success isn't a linear curve. Uh, embrace your failures, enjoy your failures, make fun of your failures, tell other people about your failures, and learn from your failures. Fail a lot. You got to have Especially some dark when humor. you have the time to. Oh, yeah. Just especially if you're young, fail a lot. You have the time to fail. Oh, I failed a lot. <laughs> mm-hmm. Failure, breed, failure uh, breeds good characteristics. <laughs> I, like you, you become oh, a better person through failure. Because if you, if you succeed at everything, or you just naturally gifted at everything, you. I don't oh, know. it sucks I, when you hit that first failure. Mm. You gonna when I realized you when, I got later, oh, when I got later in college and realized I had to study. <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> like, this this isn't base knowledge that I came with. Like what you mean? So, this so, wasn't stock. <laughs> Completely unrelated to the topic. Like, I I don't, this is me in my own head, but I don't know what I'm naturally gifted at. I never really knew. I never really thought about it. I never put too much thought into it. But so I always felt like I had to work at something, right? So (laughs) remember we used to play football Mm -hmm. around the neighborhood or whatever. So people used to always at work be talking like, oh, yeah, I was on the football team. I ran a 4-7 and dude's like 300 pounds or whatever. I'm like, man, Mm -hmm. fuck all that. I was all neighborhood, Hall of Fame. My jersey's in the trees somewhere, right? So (laughs) (laughs) they was like, for real? I was like, yeah. And it was like, so what you did? I I did everything. You can ask about me. Like Honey Creek Hills, Hall of Fame. (laughs) So I was like, I was telling them, I said, I said, I'm not naturally good at football, but I watched NFL Network all goddamn day, all some every summer, all damn day. And I saw what they did and I attempted to do it. Either it worked or it didn't, but I became <laughs> then I was I became successful enough at imitating it <laughs> that I gave up mm-hmm. the appearance <laughs> that I was naturally exactly. good at it. 
But yeah, so anyway, yeah, I be talking shit all neighborhood. I would actually add like one thing maybe. Uh, this is most like a new development. But kind of going back to what Alex said about like, um, you know, refer to like the existing pool of knowledge. Um, so just, just to get to the point, I would say like, don't get in your own way by being too prideful of what tools you're using to get to your success point. And specifically referring to like kind of like a modern day issue where a lot of people are like refusing to use AI at all. Or like they just don't use their smartphones for anything all that intelligent outside of like porn and Instagram. But like if you think about it, you have the collective knowledge, granted it's not perfect, but like the collective knowledge of all of humankind at like your fingertips. And we now have tools that are like great at like filthily going through it and like giving you answers and like making stuff for you. And I see a lot of people when I talk to them, it's like they refuse to use them on like some bizarre moralistic angle. They're like, oh, this feels lazy or this feels like this and that. But it's like, bruh, this is, these are like the best tools that we have now. It's like the fact that you can Google anything. Like, it still bothers me the fact that like the only people who actively use Google at work are programmers, apparently. You know, and everyone else is cool just taking guesses. Oh, no. And it's like, <laughs> Huh? That's not no fuck that. I'm googling my asshole. Exactly, but like we're like not in the majority of this, and it's really like people. Like I understand, right? So like the example of like the millionaire that won the lottery, I understand that, right? But if you're talking about like not googling stuff and not like using just like easy methods of research and insisting that you have to brute force through it, I feel like you're just in your own way at this point, and especially if you consider kind of like the, the competitive atmosphere, the people who are using like ChatGPT or Google, they're just going to beat you. So the funny thing about that, um, I had a conversation with one of the guys I used to old guy that I used to work with at a uh, military base. Um, everybody has this mentality that like they need to make something new. And I, I and like, I'm just looking at everybody like, bitch, you're not going to make anything new before somebody else makes it before you. You don't have money to do that. So I'm sitting here like, so when I saw the guy and he was like, yeah, they're trying, people were trying to figure out stuff in IT. And Tim, older guy about to retire, really smart. He was like, did you Google it? And like everybody just looked at him. He was like, Google is your best tool. Just Google it. You're not going to create anything new. Everybody already did it. Mm -hmm. Just Google it. So I'm just like, I'll be sitting there. Like our, back to our friend, I'd be looking at him, he'd be like, I made this, this, this. I'd be like, nigga, that shit done already, dog. Like, that, yeah. that, Let me give you a funny example that actually happened to me. This, this actually leads to a different topic we had before because uh, I talked about, I hung out with Rafiq a little bit earlier today um, and then his, uh, his partner, Maya. But we got into the topic of travel and how everyone needs to travel, at least to a certain degree, to, to kind of see more that's outside their area. I was chatting with Kenny and someone else was there or whatever. And I was telling them, I was like, yeah, man, I had this cool idea at one point that like we should have these little areas and like business hubs or where people travel a lot where they can like walk in. It's a small oh, area. It's super. Yeah, yeah, CJ. I was like, you can walk in, sit down, you can take a nap because, you know, God forbid you take a nap at work, but you can have these areas and like have these pods, these really small rooms where it's just meant for your comfort to relax for maybe a couple hours 
or maybe you just need eight or ten hours of layover and you don't want to send an area you just want like a bed or a nice surface maybe just have a desk that's it right and i was sitting here talking about and i was like guess what i happen to find out this shit already exists it's in japan and there are pods Yo, about yeah, it. Yeah. It's a he's a huge thing, about, right? And I'm like, one, if you if you never traveled, you would never know it's a thing. Or two, if you didn't look at documentaries, you'd be like, wow, like if you come from a small town, like, wow, it sounds like such a good idea. Let me invest in it. And then you start investing, and people be like, You dumb fuck, they already have it over there. But that's yeah. what I'm talking about, where it's like you need to learn the baselines yeah. because you are duplicating work that's already been done. And one of the, anyone who's ever had a nine to five job will tell you they hate redoing work that's already been done because some fucker just didn't tell them they already did the work. That's so, one of the number one ways to piss off any worker is to make them do work that's already been done. You can relate that to even, like you said, there's nothing new under the sun. And this is like, mm-hmm. as far as music, yeah. Like when I made beats, I was trying to just make whatever I could. It never fucking occurred to me that a lot of so I'm on TikTok and there's this page I follow on TikTok where they will show they will show a beat or they'll play a song and they'll play like oh where they sampled it from and it's mm-hmm. something a completely random as genre that is like wait hold yeah. the fuck up yeah are you fucking telling me I've been doing this the hard way yes for so fucking long when I could just like tap in like. I don't know, fucking Japanese music, and then pull mm-hmm. something from that and turn down the pitch or whatever the case may be, and it could be a completely different sound of thing. Mm-hmm. What yep. the fuck? Been been... You don't need to try and recreate the beats. You don't need to recreate hi hats. You don't need to do any of that shit. It's already been done. Same thing with movies. What I realized when I started to watch more movies and talk to people about it, and they'd be like, "Yeah, it wasn't that good." And I was like, "What do you mean? This movie's fantastic." They're like, "Have you seen the original?" I was like, "What do you mean the original? The original?" <laughs> So then I like watch the original. I'd be like, "Oh my god, this movie sucked!" Like, like, like Mortal Kombat. Those are the people. No, the thing is, like, for example, a lot of times I start watching movies in my head because it's the first time me seeing it. I think it's the original. Turns out it's not the original at all. It's already been remade two or three or four other times. For example, the Ocean's trilogy. That's not actually like new. That that's old. It was like. That's old. I love that series. They're like, no, that, that's that's a, a new remake. So like, there's so many remakes and reboots. And that's another reason why people fucking hate Hollywood because it's kind of always told like a new original story. Because you always hear that, right? Yeah. A brand new original, never told before story. It's like, shut up, shut up. You're literally ripping from native folklore of all these other kinds of people, never giving them credit. And it's always the same shit. You're ripping folklore from the Danish. All the time about all of these stories. Disney, I'm also staring at you for this shit. All these stories have been told before, and then they just insert a random person. They're like, brand new jobs done, millions of dollars. Yeah, I saw I saw that too. They was talking about how uh was it Mulan? They changed mm-hmm. the ending. Like this based on an actual person. But the story in real life was drastically different than the one they show in the movie. So I don't know, it's just like they change things. Like sim- something simple as how someone dies or yep. lived. Somebody probably died for real, but in the story they lived, and then it's like, oh, we got a brand oh. new story, guys. We, <laughs> we got a new you. movie. Marvel yeah. DC Comics. A rebooting <laughs> on re. It, it's the same shit. No one is no, nothing sacred. Not, nothing. Yeah. Everything's fair game. Yeah. So it's just like I tell everybody, like you know, you can't re- you can't create anything new. Like I'm not. 
going to put my time and effort to create something new. And the thing is, the, the career I am in right now, like I was telling the career I'm in right now, I'm not in, I'm not in IT right now. <laughs> you still utilize those skills. Yeah, I still utilize those stuff, but I'm in a professional track. But the thing was, is like I was telling my aunt, and I was talking to my aunt and my other aunt, both my aunts, and they were like, none of these kids want to start from the bottom and go to the top. They want to start in the middle. And I yeah. tell them all the time, you can't do that shit. Because you're gonna come, you're gonna come right in the middle. Somebody's gonna look at you and be like, hey yo, do this, 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 this. Yeah, and you're gonna look at them dumb as fuck. <laughs> and they're gonna be like, why the fuck you here? And that's 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 all that's gonna happen. And it's just like you can't do that. Like I tell everybody in every career when they start, they be like, Oh, I don't wanna be on the phones and shit. Like one of my one of my boys at work, I told him, Hey bro, there's a help desk position. Help desk position is remote. Yo, you should get that thing. I don't want to do help desk no more. I'm like, you stupid as fuck. Because it's nah, remote. Penny, you can't. You can't. You can't <laughs> tell people that they're stupid now. That's no, his decision. No, 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 Penny. You can't tell him that. That's his decision. And you no, have to respect he, no, his decision. You can't come to work every day complaining that you don't want to be here. And then I give you a fucking position that's full remote. And then you say, I don't want to do the phone. I'm like, but he don't, bro, but it, no, 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 let me finish. Respect his decision making. I, I just, I'd be looking at it. Like, no, I don't want to, like, dog, the thing, the thing is about it, I get tired of people complaining. And that's the thing. I get bent out of shape with people complaining. I'm like, bro, like, you can't be complaining about something. Are you and standing I get, up? Yeah, he's standing up. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, I'm like, you you can't be complaining something. You know me, I was one of this issue all the fucking time, matter of fact. You can't be complaining about something. We give you the solution, and then you don't take the solution. I'm like, bro, you know what? So the octaves you literally, went from you here literally to... Just, you literally just shot me, dog. I try to help you, bro. This turned into a therapy session you know, all of a sudden. It's, 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 it's annoying because everybody, I, I don't like seeing people struggle. But when I give people the option to not struggle and they decide to go struggle still, I'm like, bitch, you want to struggle. That's what you want. You don't want my help. You want he's, turned, he's turned into a dad now, though, because this, yeah. this is what parents will say to their kids. It's just like, I told you everything to do, and you didn't do it, and now you come to me crying? Like, no, I don't. I'm going to be like, yo, no, if somebody come up to me crying, I'll be like, oh, man, I should listen to you when they crying. I'm going to pull out a glass. I'm going to put it right under their tears, and I'm just going to sit there. Oh, my God. <laughs> see, 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 and, here, and now they don't want to talk to a mental health professional because you just scarred them for life. <laughs>